The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's kind of an odd day because the holiday was yesterday, but a lot of people are still taking today off as part of a long weekend. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, November 26, 2021, Friday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. John Berkmans. Born in 1599, the eldest son of a shoemaker, John was born at Diest, Brabant. He early wanted to be a priest when 13 became a servant in the household of one of the cathedral canons. In 1615, he entered the newly founded Jesuit college, and the following year he became a Jesuit novice. He was sent to Rome in 1618 to continue his studies, and he was known for his diligence and piety, impressing all with his holiness and stress on perfection even in little things. St. John Berkmans died there August 13, 1621, Many miracles were attributed to him after his death. St. John Berkmans, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice. I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day, according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that people who suffer from depression or burnout will find support and a light that opens them up to life. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make these moments of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Well, Jesus, there are some things that I just struggle to comprehend. To be fair, I think that everyone struggles to comprehend some things, and especially things which can't fit inside the human head, like the Trinity, for example. That's a mystery I'm never going to finish contemplating. But other things too, like infinity and eternity. I remember even as a kid in primary school, trying to understand things like that. It seems so absurd to me now that back in those days, when I would try to understand the end of the universe, all I could imagine was a really, 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 really big brick wall. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm pretty dumb, but I was pretty little then too. Anyway, things like that can seem so incomprehensible that it's not even worth contemplating them. Especially when it's much easier to contemplate that big fat hamburger that's not only entirely comprehensible, but 
also entirely consumable and eminently accessible at the burger joint just down the road. And yet it's to that eternal liberal thought that you call us today. The gospel of today's mass goes like this. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Think of the fig tree, and indeed every tree. As soon as you see them bud, you know that summer is now near. So with you when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you solemnly, before this generation has passed away, all will have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Well, Lord, that's another pretty big claim. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I mean, how many things is anyone in contact with that will never pass away? We live in the world of the transitory and the fleeting, even though things can seem so constant just because there's so much in your face. I know that when you say those words, Jesus, you're calling us to have faith in you and to rest in the certainty, the eternal certainty, of everything you say and of everything you are. And that's a lot of certainty, to be fair. But I also feel you're calling me to contemplate something more, which is my own encounter with eternity. The thing is, I listen to those words, and I think that all that eternity is still very far away. Think of the fig tree and need every tree, you say to us. As soon as you see them bud, you know that summer is now near. Well, if my life is a tree, Lord, I don't think I'm quite at the point of flowering into eternity just yet. That still seems a very long way off. But it does make me think about how you make people think. You want people to understand something totally beyond them, and yet totally essential to them. And you reach out to them with the most accessible of things. It's just like a fig tree, you say. Well, truth be told, I don't know much about fig trees. Although, as it happens, it is indeed spring in my part of the world, and while most of the population of planet Earth is plunging into the depths of winter, I look outside my window right now, and I see those trees flowering and flourishing. But it still doesn't mean much to me. I think I might be a little bit too 21st century. I mean, I'm sure that 2,000 years ago, when people didn't go to the supermarket to pick up produce shipped from all over the world, they had a much better idea about what times and seasons meant. That's just something I'm a bit tragically ignorant of. So, if you reach out to people with the most accessible of images 2,000 years ago, a fig tree, I can't help but think that the most accessible image for us would be something like Snapchat. I mean, it's the archetype of things that don't last. As much as it's fun, what makes it cool is exactly the fact that it's passing. Like, it just disappears. It's an instant of something shared with another that then ceases to be, except in the fact that it was shared. This groovy kind of moment of connection that's all the more cool precisely because it's only a moment, just an instant. And while it's not a problem for us to post photos there, or Insta, or Facebook, or whatever your preference, it would be a problem if we left our hearts there instead. There's a big difference between posting your pics on the net and having your heart and your mind stuck there.
It's a problem because our hearts and minds were made for something much greater. And they're never going to be really happy with the fickle and the passing. They were made for the eternal. It's not like people just started to lose their hearts and worldly stuff in our times. People have always had things that could have been a source of joy for them, but that have ended up enslaving and dominating them. I think of that tragic figure of Cardinal Wolseley, centuries ago. He spent his life trying to appease the powerful, and in particular the king, and to gain everything that the world had to offer. It seems that he was even willing to compromise on the most eternal things in order to gain a fleeting flash of fame and fortune. But his true and greatest fame were in his tragic last words, as he lay dying, perhaps for the first time in who knows how long, drawn to contemplate things eternal. He famously said, Had I but served my God with half the zeal I have served my king, he would not in my age have left me naked to mine enemies. Farewell, the hope of court, my hopes in heaven to dwell. Just as well he thought of it before he died rather than after, we can say. How ironic that he had even prepared his death, making for himself a sumptuous tomb that was fitting to his worldly longings. And yet, even in the intimate contemplation and preparation of the place of his eternal earthly rest, failed to contemplate his eternal destination. In the end, he was buried in a simple spot without any monument at all. So much for all those aspirations to worldly glory, even in death. When you look at that old man, worn out and grey, and left insipid with the emptiness of vain pursuits. And you can't help but think, I don't want to end up like that. The best is for us to learn the lesson, not only of the saints, but also those who found out only when they were old, that they were also eternal. They knew it well enough before, of course, but failed to follow our Lord, and contemplate those things so hard to comprehend. Lord. I don't want to end up like one of those old characters, whose tragic failure probably began its failing trajectory in the springtime of youth. Help us to contemplate the eternal, rather than to lose ourselves in the instant. It's that we think limited, all too easily. We find that we're too much present in the moment, relatively speaking. Not like everything's about insture and stuff like that but that we think too easily that the things of today, or this month, or this year, or even this decade, are things that are really meaningful. I mean, just look at the way we procrastinate. It's proof that it's so terribly easy to choose the choice of moment, rather than something that's actually valuable, and that we actually want. And how silly it is that every one of us always feels so lame after making that poor choice. That's not the choosing mentality we want to apply to a lifetime destined to eternity. A really good examination of conscience for us is to consider the way that we get measured. It goes without saying, of course, that it's not by stature, nor wealth, nor any such thing. But today, especially as we contemplate eternity, we can think of it in terms of time. We're measured not by months, nor even years, 
but by eternity. And that can't help but provoke us with a question. How much impact does my life have on the future? On eternity? Oh, Mother Mary, help us to see ourselves in terms of our eternal value, the impact of our life in eternity, and to raise our sights to the eternal level of your Son. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your assistance in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guiding angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour. We'll begin praying today's Liturgy of the Hours in just a minute on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time, November 26, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin this day of prayer now. We join with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. 
Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Lord, in your anger, do not punish me. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, anger, do do not punish me. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, there is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, anger, do do not punish me. Lord, you know all my longings. Lord, you know all my longings. My wounds are foul and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long. All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick. Spent and utterly crushed, I cry aloud in anguish of heart. Oh, Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light has gone from my eyes. My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. Those who plot against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, you know all my longings. I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. I confess confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for for you are my Savior. But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak, 
I am like a man who hears nothing, in whose mouth is no defense. I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph, if my foot should slip. For I am on the point of falling, and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay. My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil for good, and attack me for seeking what is right. O Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste and come to my help. O Lord, my God, my Savior. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is, now, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Do not abandon us, Lord our God. You did not forget the broken body of your Christ, nor the mockery his love received. We, your children, are weighed down with sin. Give us the fullness of your mercy. I confess, I confess my, my guilt to you, Lord. Do not, not abandon me, for you are my Savior. My eyes keep watch for your saving help, awaiting the word that will justify me. From the second letter of the Apostle Peter. I am writing this second letter, dear friends, intending them both as reminders urging you to sincerity of outlook. Recall the teaching delivered long ago by the holy prophets, as well as the new command of the Lord and Savior preached to you by the apostles. Note this, first of all. In the last days, mocking, snaring men who are ruled by their passions will arrive on the scene. They will ask, Where is that promised coming of his? Our forefathers have been laid to rest, but everything stays just as it was when the world was created. In believing this, they do not take into account that of the old there were heavens and an earth drawn out of the waters and standing between the waters, all brought into being by the word of God. By the water, that world was then destroyed. It was overwhelmed by the deluge. The present heavens and earth are reserved by God's word for fire. They are kept for the day of judgment, the day when godless men will be destroyed. This point must not be overlooked, dear friends. In the Lord's eyes, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as, are as a day. The Lord does not delay in keeping his promise though some consider it delay. Rather, he shows you generous patience, since he wants none to perish, but all to come to repentance. The day of the Lord will come like a thief, and on that day the heavens will vanish with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and earth and all its deeds will be made manifest. Since everything 
is to be destroyed in this way, what sort of men must you not be? How holy in your conduct and devotion, looking for the coming of the day of God and trying to hasten it. Because of it, the heavens will be destroyed in flames and the elements will melt away in a blaze. What we await are new heavens and a new earth where, according to his promise, the justice of God will reside. So, beloved, while waiting for this, make every effort to be found without stain or defilement and at peace in his sight. Consider that our Lord's patient is directed toward salvation. Paul, our beloved brother, wrote you this in the spirit of wisdom that is his, dealing with these matters as he does in all his letters. There are certain passages in them hard to understand. The ignorant and the unstable distort them just as they do the rest of Scripture to their own ruin. You are forewarned, beloved brothers. Be on your guard lest you be led astray by the error of the wicked and forfeit the security you enjoy. Grow, rather, in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory be to Him now and to the day of eternity. Amen. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will create new heavens and a new earth, and you will rejoice forever in my creation. See, See, I will will make make all things things new. I will create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people a delight. See, See, I will will make make all things new. A reading from a sermon on man's mortality by St. Cyprian, Bishop. Our obligation is to do God's will and not our own. We must remember this if the prayer that our Lord commanded us to say daily is to have any meaning on our lips. How unreasonable it is to pray that God's will be done and then not promptly obey it when He calls us from this world. Instead, we struggle and resist like self-willed slaves and are brought into the Lord's presence with sorrow and lamentation, not freely consenting to our departure, but constrained by necessity. And yet we expect to be rewarded with heavenly honors by Him, to whom we come against our will. Why then do we pray for the kingdom of heaven to come, if this earthly bondage pleases us? What is the point of praying so often for its early arrival, if we would rather serve the devil here than reign with Christ? The world hates Christians, so why give your love to it instead of following Christ, who loves you and has redeemed you? John is most urgent in his epistle when he tells us not to love the world by yielding to sensual desires. Never give your love to the world, he warns, or to anything in it. A man cannot love the Father and love the world at the same time. All that the world offers is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and earthly ambition. The world and all its allurements will pass away but the man who has done the will of God shall live forever. Our part, my dear brothers, is to be single-minded, firm in the faith, and steadfast in courage, ready for God's will, 
whatever it may be. Banish the fear of death and think of the eternal life that follows it. That will show people that we really live our faith. We ought never to forget, beloved, that we have renounced the world. We are living here now as aliens and only for a time. When the day of our homecoming puts an end to our exile, frees us from the bonds of the world, and restores us to paradise and to a kingdom, we should welcome it. What man stationed in a foreign land would not want to return to his own country as soon as possible? Well, we who look upon paradise as our country, and a great crowd of our loved ones awaits us there, a countless throng of parents, brothers, and children longs for us to join them. Assured though they are of their own salvation, they are still concerned about ours. What joy both for them and for us to see one another and embrace! Oh, the delight of that heavenly kingdom, where there is no fear of death! Oh, the supreme and endless bliss of everlasting life! There is the glorious band of apostles, there the exultant assembly of prophets, there the innumerable host of martyrs crowned for their glorious victory in combat and in death. There, in triumph, are the virgins who subdued their passions by the strength of continence. There, the merciful are rewarded, those who fulfill the demands of justice by providing for the poor. In obedience to the Lord's command, they turn their earthly patrimony into heavenly treasure. My dear brothers, let all our longing be to join them as soon as we may. May God see our desire. May Christ see this resolve that springs from faith, for he will give the rewards of his love more abundantly to those who have longed for him more fervently. We are citizens of heaven. From there, we eagerly await the coming of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will, he will renew, renew our, our lowly bodies and, and make, make them like his glorified body. When Christ your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. He will renew our lowly bodies and make them like his glorified body. Let us pray. Stir up the will of your faithful, we pray, O Lord, that striving more eagerly to bring your divine work to fruitful completion, they may receive in greater measure the healing remedies your kindness bestows. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Friday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time, November 26, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord has told his disciples what signs to watch for for the end. And today he kind of wraps it up. It's from the 21st chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, 
you see for yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away till all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Now, if anyone tells you that the Old Testament isn't important, don't you believe it? The Old Testament foretells the New Covenant, and the New Testament fulfills the Old Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. The books of the Old Testament outlined in advance the path which Christ marked out in his earthly sojourn. Sacred Scripture was, in a certain sense, a grand announcement of the Messiah. The prophets foretold the day of his coming, and they ardently desired to see it. The disciples recognized in Christ the fulfillment of all the prophecies. When St. Paul had to defend himself before King Agrippa, he stated simply, So I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass. Of course, Christ was not bound by the patriarchs and prophets. It was God who inspired them to describe the characteristics of the Son of God. As Jesus said to the leaders of Israel, If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. At a later date, he said to them, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he was to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Jesus took upon himself the types and figures of the Old Testament, the temple, manna, the rock, the serpent raised up in the wilderness. His biblical references are unmistakable. This perhaps explains the Lord's frustration with the scribes and the Pharisees. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness to me. We read in today's gospel that the heavens and the earth will pass away, but that God's word will last forever. God's revelation to man is fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. But now that the faith is founded in Christ and in this era of grace, the law of the gospel has been made manifest, there is no reason to inquire of him in that manner, nor for him to speak or to answer as he did then. For in giving us, as he did, his Son, he has said everything to us together once and for all in this single word and he has no occasion to speak further. We read in the letter to the Hebrews, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This word is directed to every person who receives it with faith. In the sacred books, the Father who is in heaven comes lovingly to meet his children and talks with them. And such is the force and power of the Word of God that it can serve the church as her support and vigor and the children of the church as strength for their faith, food for the soul, and a pure and lasting fount of spiritual life. 
The teachings of Jesus are always up to date. We are often amazed at the relevancy of the saga of the prodigal son, of the importance in every age of the leaven to transform the dough, of the reactions of the people cured by the Lord. How many times have we joined Bartimaeus in asking Jesus for his light, that I may see? We also have used that plea of the publican, My God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Our daily reading of the gospel should be a source of strength and comfort. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we continue in prayer now with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness, in your compassion, Blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight, burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness, show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O Lord, I have heard your renown and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion. God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Covered are the heavens with his glory, and with his praise the earth is filled. His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside him, where his power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters. I hear, and my body trembles. At the sound, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines, though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, though the flocks disappear from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exalt in my saving God. God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the heights. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! Oh, praise praise the Lord, Lord, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Oh, praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees, 
He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. O praise praise the the Lord, Lord, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. It is he who is our peace and who made the two of us one by breaking down the barrier of hostility that kept us apart. In his own flesh he abolished the law with its commands and precepts to create in himself one new man from us who had been two, and to make peace, reconciling both of us to God in one body through his cross, which put that enmity to death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. In need I shall cry out to him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Let us pray. Let us adore Christ, who offered himself to the Father through the Holy Spirit to cleanse us from the works of death. Let us adore him and call upon him with sincere hearts. In your will is our peace, Lord. In your will is our peace, Lord. From your generosity we have received the beginning of this day. Grant us also the beginning of new life. In your will is our peace, Lord. You created all things, and now you provide for their growth. May we always perceive your handiwork in creation. In your will is our peace, Lord. With your own blood, you ratified the new and eternal covenant. May we remain faithful to that covenant by following your precepts. In your will is our peace, Lord. On the cross, blood and water flowed from your side. May this saving stream wash away our sins and gladden the city of God. In your will is our peace, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful Father, as now we bring you our songs of praise, so may we sing your goodness in the company of your saints forever. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. There's still time to sign up for Father Rocky's daily Relevant Radio Advent inspirations at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.